Transferring wealth successfully starts with asking yourself questions that will give your family a better life now and for generations to come. In this podcast, financial professionals John and Michael from Copper Beach Financial Group guide you through eye-opening questions to help you discover the truth about your wealth. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to The Truth About Wealth with John and Michael Priest of Copper Beach Financial Group. Listener, here's the thing. I am so excited about today's podcast. This is number 100. Believe it or not, 100 podcasts in and the last time I looked at the statistics, I believe that podcasters, usually they start and the average right now is like they get through podcast number five and quit. <laughs> so 100 is a big deal. Weird Gentlemen, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah this, thank is, you. this is a pretty... Uh, fun podcast i think there's you know a little more free form i would imagine just being the hundredth it's and, a good and, celebration and we rely on you you made us very enthusiastic about working with you and your group you guys have been great to work with so that's a compliment to your team you guys well i appreciate great. it you guys make it easy here's the thing is that you guys have been in business a long time this is a multi-generational family business you take this very seriously you take working with your clients very seriously because you're promoting multi-generational wealth with them and everything that you guys do. The longtime listeners have heard a lot of the stories, a lot of the, the success stories from clients and what you guys are doing. But I want this 100th. I would love to kind of take a look back, not just on the podcast, but during this last 100 episodes, you guys have shared a ton. I'd like to kind of dig into that a little bit and, and ask you some questions about it, if that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. of course. Okay, well, let's, Take let's it away. Start, the, start at the beginning. Why did you even start the podcast? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's a wonderful story. It involves your partner, Kirk. <laughs> I went to a conference and uh, I happened to grab a cup of coffee. I saw a booth and Kirk was at the booth. You're, uh, you're a part of the team. And he was emphasizing branding for companies like mine. And I walked up to him, we had a little chit chat. And I said, you know, our company's kind of tough to brand, I think. We're, we're struggling with it because we're kind of unique in the uh, financial services world. And we had a nice dialogue about what we do and how we do it. He was very, very excited about helping us out. And I, in the middle of that, I said, I'm in the middle of writing a book. And he said, oh, I said, yeah, it's very hard to write a book. <laughs> I said, I'm not, I'm not a writer, but I started to dictate some chapters and I just had a tough time with it. He was, well, here's an idea. I said, stop writing your book, do podcasts, and then write your book. So that's how I started doing the podcast. So my big picture would be that we are our 100th podcast. Maybe I'm going to find a writer to take these podcasts and put a book together to reach one of my dreams about being published, uh, at least some of the ideas we come up with with our families, because I get bugged all the time from our families. You got to put the stuff in writing, John, because you and Michael do some really creative things. So I thought that would help us do that. So that's how I got started with podcasts. Yeah, I, I love that because shout out to Kirk and Matt Halloran. Absolutely. Um, these gentlemen started Proudmouth and great company and they brought me in probably i think eight months or a year into the process of the the company being birthed and what they were forming um, i've known matt halloran for years this was my first time meeting kirk who's a wonderful gentleman and we just had a great time and you were one of my first clients that i got to be a co-host for and so i've been blessed along this process it's been phenomenal and i know that this has been an educational event for you you put a lot of thought and preparation into every one of your podcasts you've had amazing guests and i'd like to kind of look back on on some of the guests that you've had and i want to start with a return guest that you've had many times um 
a wine guy. And, and I mean, it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't wine have guy? anything to do with finance necessarily, you know, a little bit, but let's talk about that. You know, you, you had this guest on multiple times. Why? Yeah, Tim's a dear friend, and we both collect wine together. He He's the one that's got me started with spending a lot of money buying wine. I hate him for that. But anyway, <laughs> so we, we laugh about it all the time, but he's a, a, a wonderful friend, a uh, wine connoisseur. He, he used to travel the world uh, visiting producers in Italy and France and just was just very, very well-versed on international wines. And I got kind of excited when I met him to learn more about those wines. And through the through the, through the last fifteen years I've known him, he's educated me and, and my yeah, he's like we're we're his family, basically. He loves our family, loves drinking wine with us, especially me and Michael. And he always brings probably a case of wine when he comes because he doesn't want me to drink wine. I said, I said, Tim, I got too much wine in my cellar. We have to start drinking wine. He said, deal. I'm not bringing wine next time because so, <laughs> he knows my cellar. But yeah, and he's just a real a real fun guy to work with. And we thought on a podcast, a lot of people like wine. They like to drink it, but they might not understand the benefit of certain uh, wines from certain regions and you know improve their palates. And, and so Tim's helped us kind of deliver that message to uh, our, our podcast listeners. And we've got some tremendous feedback from friends and family that have listened to the podcast and said Tim did a great job and they learned a great deal from those podcasts about wine in general. So they've, they've been a lot of fun. They've been a yeah. lot of fun. And I wanted to bring that up because it's not every podcast isn't heavy into data and, right. and you know information on finance so on and so forth you guys take a full it's almost an overused word but a holistic approach to a family and michael i'd like to ask you specifically about that approach because as much education as you guys are doing it seems like you kind of have a broad palette of what you do but you have a pretty narrow focus when it comes to the families you work with so tell me a little bit about that journey well, I think that if you look at sort of the, I mean, the only way from our standpoint to do planning is to look at it, use the term you used uh, holistically. I think that it's really just the only way to do it, um, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on who you talk to. I think that it's just when you look at a family and particularly a business owner family, which again, if you've been a listener of our podcast, many of the families on our platforms are operating businesses and run family businesses and multi-generational companies and the just the level of complexity that they have outside of as you use the term Eric the data you know the data is of course important the the quantitative side is important but there's so many other dynamics mm-hmm. family dynamics that come in and and so i think that they're looking for somebody to really take that role for them as we use the fit term family cfo they need somebody that's not just going to focus on the quantitative side, but also help them with that with that other side. And it's it's been a a great journey. I think we've developed amazing relationships with our families, and you know they treat us like family. I mean, we we go to visit them, we stay at their houses. I mean, that's you know you feel really really fortunate to have that level of relationship between us as uh, you know the Copper Beach team and our clients. It's like family, like you mentioned that with Tim. I mean, it's the same style of relationship that we like to cultivate with all of the clients that we have on this platform. Yeah, what's interesting about that, we have a client on the West Coast, just to give you an example of what Mike was, was referencing, is that we flew out and we did a family meeting with the kids. They were younger. So what I did with Michael, I cooked dinner. I made big ziti and meatballs for my West Coast clients. So I was in the kitchen all day. Michael was in the living room working with the kids 
on planning in general and what stocks do and what bonds do. And it was such a great event. We were there all day and we had a blast. We drank wine, ate good dinner. So that's really how we how we work with our families. And we don't do that for every family. So all the listeners, we're not coming to your house to make it big ziti, but <laughs> but uh, we happen to do that with this family. We had just had a blast. And it, it gets a, it gets us tighter to the family too. You're, you're on a different level than just the financial advisor level. Your, your friend's you're honest with them. They're honest with you. It opens the gates, and we've established what a ten year relationship with this family now, and they're wonderful yep. to work with. It's an exciting type of practice. We enjoy it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot back to another reason why I decided to do podcasts, it, it, it especially with Kurt recommending it via the book, is that I did it from a legacy standpoint because mm-hmm. Michael and I are different ages, and I wanted to leave Michael a library of me and my ideas through the course of these podcasts. So while I'm no longer here, he can go back to those podcasts and, and sit with the clients and listen, listen to my dad talk about asset protection on this particular issue. And he could go back and go to those memories of us working together. So that was that was the emotional side of why I did it, but that was a very important part of my goal with doing those podcasts. I think that's beautiful. I mean, that's something that I've spoken to clients that I've worked with before, not, not even in the podcast realm, but as a coach, being able to verbalize and create audio records, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it's wonderful to be able to pass down a book that grandpa wrote, a great grandpa wrote. We've got some journals in my family that is basically a diary from my great, great, great grandmother. And as amazing as that is, I've never heard her voice. Now, I don't know if it could have been recorded back then. However, we have that ability right. now. So for you to be doing this, I think that's a beautiful thing. And, and you know, Michael will gain so much, but Michael, you've got kids. They'll be able to hear grandpa's voice in the future as well. Yeah, I mean that's that's the I feel so fortunate to be in a world now where you can do stuff like this, right? I yeah. think that like you said Eric, there's always, you know, we have this library now of in this case podcasts and you know that could be you know we could use video and a lot of the other outlets that are out there to create content, but that's really creating that library and that legacy that like you said, I mean, my kids could be listening to that someday or these podcasts someday. I mean, we've talked about, I was just, as you're talking, dad, one of the things that I've had on the docket what's coming is, you know, like you said, Eric, in terms of being able to read something, that's, that's great. You know, reading a, a letter from an ancestor or something along those lines is great, but being able to see them or hear their voice, that is, I think, a, just a better connection. And so yeah. one of the things that we're trying to do internally as a family is, you know, my father's a, a cook is, and he has a lot of family recipes that we've been, you know, fortunate to have e- <laughs> eaten over the years or been the beneficiaries of over the years. And, you know, we've always talked about recording those recipes down so that I can learn how to make them and my children and future descendants. And so instead of writing those down, what we're going to try to do is just film them. You know, we have the technology now that's available where we could set up cameras and, you know, we could watch dad, you make your recipes and we can record that and save it for our descendants. So instead of just having a recipe written down on a note card somewhere, you've got an actual video showing how the recipe's made. And the other thing is that you also don't ever measure anything, so it'd be really hard. No, nah, I don't measure anything. It's gonna be, mm-hmm. it's gonna be showing how I wig it, but it's a, it'll give some guides. But up, so. but that's as you're talking. That's you know what I'm thinking of is that we live in a world now where we can we can do these things. I think a lot easier than you could in the past, and and that's just going to create that, like you said, that legacy is, is great. 
Yeah. And by the way, the the biggest comment we get back from people that have listened to our podcast, it's been consistent. They love how Michael and I go back and forth and work together on the podcast. And, yes. and Eric, you've complimented us on that as well. And it's just it's it, it's how we work with families. We don't step at each other. He knows my role. I know his role. We could communicate perfectly together on how we're going to deliver the message to the family. We don't have any conflicts about it. I often brag that we've been together 14 years and never really had fisticuffs with Michael, never really had a fight with him about anything. We respect each other at the highest level professionally and, and personally. So that that works for us. But that's the couple we get from a lot of people saying, I just have I love how you guys go back and forth. You seem to be very articulate about your thoughts and how you guys put it together. Do you take a lot of notes when you do that? And I said, Not really. We just we do this instinctively because we do it a long time. So it, it's just it's just been a lot of fun. Here's the thing though, is that I've been with you through this entire process and it's it it boils to me, it boils down to respect because you respect Michael enough yeah, to absolutely. hear him out, and Michael respects you enough to listen and hear you out. But you haven't always had the same opinion on different different subjects on these oh, podcasts. No. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And, and you both voice that. But here's the thing is that you both come together at the end, not like you were divided through the podcast, but being able to see each person's role for what they do. And you make it work, period. And I love that because it's not easy to do in family. It's not easy to do in business. And you're doing it with family and business. <laughs> So it's yeah, that mean, G one and G two. You got to watch out for those two generations. We've <laughs> had those conversations before, ever. <laughs> Many no, times. But you're right, Eric. It's it's been uh, not to not to say too much more, but it's been a blessing to work with Michael on a daily basis. And a lot of fathers don't have a chance to do that. Yeah. He happens to be the one that's going to run the show, and he's still run, and now running the show and growing the practice. So it's a uh, it's been it's been a great adventure. I I have no I have no regrets on any level. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, again, I know that you started this for education purposes and obviously leading to hopefully a book at some point in the future. But one thing that you guys told me right off the bat, and John, I think it was actually you that brought this up for the first time. You're like, I'm not doing this to gain business. This isn't, sure. we're not putting this out there for recruitment. We're not doing this for marketing. We just want to, we just want to do this. And, and you brought up the legacy thing. However, the consequences of you putting this out there and putting such great information out there is that you have actually gained some clients from the podcast. So tell me about that. Tell me kind of that first time that somebody recognized what you were doing on the podcast and said, you know what, these are the folks I want to work with. Yeah, I, I was at a conference in New York and I was having lunch with a few folks and I was, I was asked the question from the gentleman to my right, is that tell me what Copper Beach does? And I told him the kind of a brief you know, five minute dissertation of what we do. And he was, he was said, wow, that's, that's pretty interesting. That's a very unique practice. So I said, yeah, we, we kind of take a lot of pride in what we're developing and so on and so forth. And lunch ended and, and I started to go back to my, my seat and a gentleman tapped me on the shoulder and he said, listen, I'm going to be the, be nosy, but I heard what you were talking to Adam about. And I'm very interested in talking to you further. He said, my dad just passed away. I'm in the midst of doing all this estate work. I might want to hire you to kind of take a look and help our family. I said, more than happy to do that. Now, he's from Montana. So I said, listen, when you go back home, 
we do podcasts. I said, listen to a couple of our podcasts, give you a little insight of what we do and how we operate. Listen to podcasts one, two, three, and four. That'll give you how I started in, in the financial services world and how we built our practice. And he said, I will. So unbeknownst to me, that night he went upstairs after dinner, listened to all four podcasts and met me the next morning. He said, I want to hire you. What way could you, you know, what could we get on a call? Because the things we talked about on this podcast were exactly what he was looking for. He needed someone that's some, a, a a group that's going to look over all what he was doing and try to prevent mistakes being made generationally. And he wanted some advice on how to construct his estate plan from his dad passing. So it was, it was, a, and he's become a very good client, fabulous guy. He's six foot eight. He's a pretty big guy, but great family. And they've been with us for like what, five, six years now. Mm-hmm. And they continue to get benefit from our services. And it's, it's a wonderful thing. So that was, that was the first one. The second one, Mike, why don't you talk about that phone call we got from Colorado? Yeah, I mean, this is the, the we got a, a phone call, or actually, Colleen in our office, I think, got the phone call from, from someone who is going through our audit process uh, as we speak, actually, and uh, had listened to apparently every one of our podcasts, which which was which was uh, amazing. Ninety five. Uh, they were driving through Texas. I'll tell you that right now. When yeah, they did probably. It, <laughs> you got the time there. But a similar story, you know, just I think had listened to our podcasts and um, was looking for some guidance and you know, with her family and uh, her stepfather and mother. And again, that generational coordination mm-hmm. of their wealth that they've been successful business owners. And and so uh, we're going through that process right now. And I, I think, you know, to add to what the podcast has has helped us do is, is situations like that. I think that it's really been a great medium to be able to tell people, whether it's a, a prospective client or another advisor colleague, we've actually used it in hiring staff, you know, in terms of just being able to say, look, go listen to the podcast and certain episodes that really get, I think, a good understanding or, or convey a good understanding of what we do and who we are as people, as a company. And that's great. You can certainly schedule a meeting and go through you know, all, who we are as a company, but it's nice to be able to have that meeting and just say, hey, go listen to podcast number you know, three and yeah. learn about the audit as an example, right? That's been nice. And I think it's just, it gives a lot of flexibility to the client. They feel like they could listen to that whenever they whenever they need to. They don't have to be scheduling a meeting. So it really has just been, I think, a great, I guess, a brand awareness for us, for lack of a better term, that that I think has just uh, been really helpful. So looking forward to continuing that. Yeah. Well, I want to pivot a little bit because as much as this is a you know 100th podcast celebration, you've had a ton of guests on. And the main reason you've had a lot of guests on is because you have a very deep network of folks that you work with. Because you've, you've said it before on the podcast, you're very open about it. You guys don't do everything, right? You, you, there's no possible way that one right. team can do everything. So you have right. a lot of resources at your fingertips. And part of that is that you bring those resources to a family event that you do every year. Um, and I'd like to ask you about that. I know it's not about the podcast, but I'd like you to share with the audience a little bit about your family event that you put on, because I think that is so powerful when you're bringing these network members in to educate your families and just have a great few days. Yeah, that's one thing that we are now, I think, in our sixth or seventh year of doing that. And it's something that I know that you've talked about doing for a long time. And really, it's turned out to be a fantastic uh, event for us as a company and for our families. But really what it is, is every around 18 months or so, we invite all of our families to come to 
a place somewhere in the country. We try to pick it a centralized location since we have clients all over the country. And it's really just a two-day symposium where we bring in those experts, like you mentioned, Eric, to educate them on what's hot, what's going on. And we really cultivate the speakers from the meetings that we have with our clients. What are the concerns that they're having? What are things that they want to discuss? And we really sort of take that. And when we take notes, we go back to the team meeting. And when we're putting this meeting together, we sort of think about that and say, okay, who can we find as an expert in that arena to really have a discussion on that topic? Because we've heard three or four of our families are concerned about it. Mm -hmm. So we do that again every 18 months or so. And it's just been a really fantastic event. All of our clients get to know one another now. We've heard stories that a lot of them are um, work, starting to work together in various ways. You know, We've had uh, some of our physician clients have actually helped out some of our other clients with various issues medically that they've had. And it's really great to hear that. And our, our families really love coming every year. So they get to know each other. They become friends, like I said. And it's turned into a really great event. And the speakers love coming too. They just have such great things to say about our families and how nice they are and how much they enjoyed just coming. And and so it's really turned into a great event for us over the years. Yeah. And, and I'll jump in here. It, what they love also about the conference is that the speakers that, that attend are not pitching their products. Mm-hmm. It's purely educational. It's about the topic. It's about real estate, how it works, or the tax efficiencies, or whatever it might be. And they don't sell their company. They don't sell their uh, their products. Now, off the side, clients have asked a lot of these speakers, tell me more about your company. I, I'm interested in maybe learning more about what you do. And our speakers have gotten some business from our clients, but that wasn't from our pitching it. It was they had a conversation with that particular speaker and they did business with them. Yeah. But the, as you said, they're all top quality speakers, uh, all high-level people. Two of the speakers are on C- NBC and CNBC and Fox News every week speaking with all the professionals. Mm-hmm. So we have some high-level people that people got to know and respect because of their positions in their particular field. And they and they enjoyed the conference to Michael's point. They just love coming back. We get a high percentage of attendance uh, each and every year. Matter of fact, it's getting a little larger. Matter of fact, funny story. We said to our group, I think it was three years ago, you know, we like the intimacy of this group, so it's getting a little larger because we're adding families. What do you think about splitting this group East Coast, West Coast? I thought I was going to get shot. They go, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. Not this group. You're not split, split this group up. The new people you bring in, you can split them up, not this group. Well, I start to crack up. So to Michael's point, their friendship has been developed where yeah. they all look forward to seeing each other. It's wonderful to see. And I, by the way, just to give kudos to the pit care group out of Boston, when I met with them back in the nineties, I met with their family office. The gentleman who ran that family office suggested that when I build out Copper Beach, that was part of the equation. He said, every quarter we meet with our families, but once a year, they all get together and we have a party. It's there. There was a party. Ours is a business function, but there is a party where they rent an Island someplace and they fly their planes in boats and they get dressed up and they have, these gala affairs, but they do it over a weekend. And it's the best thing we do for our families. They all do business together. They they, they have lasting friendships for for decades and their kids are friends with their kids. So I checked that in the back of my brain to Michael's comment. As I opened Copper Beach, that was a very important part of my development into how do we help our clients learn and grow with us and also learn and understand opportunities in the financial services world that they can be taken advantage of. 
whether it's products or whether it's a, a, a idea or the generational connections. So it's a it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, and uh, it really just to add to that even further. I think it fits very nicely in our philosophy and how we handle families. When we talk about holistic planning and generational planning, we are of the mindset that that requires ongoing commitment or ongoing advice. A lot of people in, in our industry, a lot of advisors might have more of a, for lack of a better term, transactional relationship with the family, it's sort of a one-off type of engagement. And then they you know, sort of call us when you need us type of scenario. Our philosophy is really, again, just being, you know, meeting quarterly with our families, educating them on what's going on, following up on projects. And this symposium has turned into a nice added way of of doing that. As obviously, you know, we're meeting with our clients, like I said, learning more about what they're concerned about. And this symposium is a way to just foster that further on, in this case, you know, every 18 months. But yep. it's it's that that's why it's just all about ongoing education, ongoing commitment to this process that we think is really vital yeah we and we don't it, it, this is a this is on cost on us so we don't charge the families to attend this conference they just have to pay for their airfare so it's our it's on our dime and that was part of their investment into what we do mm-hmm. our investment attempt so it works wonderfully and I, I and i i would recommend anybody that's listening that has a practice it's always wonderful to try to get your clients together at some kind of a function or affair. It could be a Christmas party. It could be an annual party, but I, it's such a, it's such a good thing to have happen. And I can't do without it. I, I look forward to it every year. Yeah. And that, that point that you made, uh, that you've both made uh, multiple times now, ongoing education. Yeah. I know that, that not only for your clients, but for yourselves, right? You are big believers in ongoing education. And I would never put you on the spot and ask you who your favorite guest was on podcast, because I don't want to do that to you. But I will ask you this, who was your most surprising guest in these last 100 episodes or the the guests that you feel that you learned the most from? Hmm. I have to think about that. There's so many of them. I think our podcast that we did, and I, I can probably on the computer here find the number but we the one that we did with a project anand yep. uh, about oh, this nice. was yep. sort of post covid and her relationship with a lot of teenage girls in terms of how they're coping with the post covid world uh, i found that really fascinating and and learned a ton from that that's one that i can think of off the top yeah, of my head yeah but was uh, bob brown one of our clients he did one on leadership yeah which i thought was outstanding uh, i really enjoyed his and I think the third one to that would be we had a gentleman, Rick J, talk about ESOP strategies, talk about the conference. He presented at one of our conferences at two of our families, and Bob was one of them, heard that presentation and decided to do an ESOP. And it was a very successful transaction to both companies and very tax efficient way to sell their business. And it was, had dynamic effect with their families. So it's, I would say those three are the, uh, the ones that I, that stick in my brain because it was so helpful not only to my clients or some of the clients, but it, it had impact to educate that client to the next level because most business owners don't understand how ESOP works or how it fits. So a lot of clients did call us and say, I love your your, your podcast on, on the ESOPs. It's something I, I think about. I don't know if I qualify for it, but it's something I, mm-hmm. I want to look at going down the road. So that's one of them. Yeah, I mean, it's more recent and that's why it's coming to my head now. But the two podcasts we did recently, one with Sean McNiff from Exceptional Risk Advisors talking about uh, sort of esoteric risks that you can insure uh, through uh, Lloyd's of London. That I learned a lot from that podcast. That was something that I was 
you know, frankly, not as up to speed on. And I think Sean really gave me a good education. Hopefully our listeners a good education on that. And the one we did, I think, right around there with Matt Kirk from Holland and Knight about offshore tax benefits of moving to maybe some U.S. territories like their U.S. Virgin Islands or Puerto Rico. That was another, I think, topic that a great many people haven't really heard about. And again, from an education standpoint, I think that there's a lot of good content in that one as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, one of my all time favorite ones was what Michael and I did on how to write a legacy letter. Oh, we've yeah. had a lot of impact with families on that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they've listened to that podcast. So we, we did that podcast, but I thought that was powerful. If people really get that and the power that has to the trustees or to the children, understanding the values of the wishes that mom and dad. Uh, have created uh, going forward with for the family. It, it it's powerful. That's so. Uh, that was one of my favorite of what Michael and I did. Well, I'll tell you that you you stole one of my answers because <laughs> I was oh, gonna, okay. That's good. I, I would say page. <laughs> no, I mean seriously because again, I, I I am learning along with the audience. Right, I'm sitting here learning from you, learning from your guests, and that was one of the two that I thought was one of the most powerful ones that I got to be a part of just listening in on you two talk about what you do and how you do it and the importance of it. I loved that episode. The other one that I I would say was most surprising to me and I just learned a ton and my eyes were opened to a lot of things was with Andy Sheckman. Uh Oh, he scared the hell out of everybody. Right? I was just like, (laughs) wow, so much good information. By the way, he's coming back this year to the conference on second round because things are changing already around the world. Oh, man. Oh, it's going to be fabulous. Yeah. 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 So that that was one that stuck out in my mind as as far as like a little bit of shock and awe, right? It was a pretty amazing podcast. Well, gentlemen, this journey has been fantastic. Do you have any closing thoughts for your 100th episode? Well, I, I mean, thank you to all the listeners who have tuned in over the last you know, few years as we've gotten to this point. It's It's been a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to continuing to hopefully deliver really good content and good guests, and you know, hopefully we can, we can just deliver more value to all our listeners. But I want to say thank you. Yeah, I would say to listeners as well, if there's a topic or an idea that we have not spoken on, mm-hmm. email us and mm-hmm. let us know. We would be really happy to get to you, Eric, and schedule that because we might be missing something that clients are, are interested in that we might not have thought of yet. So I'd reach out to everybody that's listening. If you have a topic they would like to hear about, uh, we would be more than happy to investigate that and, and deliver it for you. Uh, and, but on, a, on a personal note, I, I can't think of a better way to support what we do and support the people that listen to our podcast and our current client base on the magnitude of information that we've delivered over the last couple of years and the impact it could have in their planning. So I would, I would challenge anybody again, if you haven't listened to all of our podcasts, here we go. Here's a close, Eric. There's a shameless plug here. Listen, <laughs> listen to it. There's so much content out there. So you just browse through. the. If, if there's something you find interesting, please listen to it. Because I think we do it purposely to teach everyone to maybe think differently about the world around them, especially when it comes to their 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 finances. And we, we get that constant feedback from our families all the time is that you guys have taught us so much about how to think differently about what we should be doing. And, you, and, and it's objective and it's out-of-the-box thinking but it has huge impact on their families and their finances. Yeah, so we, I would just I would just challenge people. Yeah, we really try to pick the topic. We spent a lot of time picking the topics and guests, and we really yeah. we we try to have every podcast be something that's impactful for our listeners. Maybe something that they haven't heard of before, and that's a that's one goal that we have. So hopefully we can continue to do that. But I do think we've done a good job of that since we've started. 
and please like our podcast. I, I think Eric, you mentioned that the more people mm-hmm. that comment our podcast, it gets out there more to people that might not know that we do podcasts. So I think I think that's that's a point that maybe Eric, you could talk about how they might want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of my usual close uh, for the longtime listening audience. You'll hear me say, you know, we we ask you to share the podcast, rate it and leave a review uh, because th- that does. We, we've seen the algorithms. We know that that helps others find the show. Um, and so that's that's very important to do. And that's just a small thing, you know, as a, as a thank you for the maybe the education that you're getting. I'm not trying to shame anybody or guilt anybody into doing it. But uh, if you wouldn't mind doing it. That would be fantastic because that would definitely help grow the audience and get more families involved and and uh, hopefully more education out there and more generational wealth being passed. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Gentlemen, uh, I can't thank you enough. This has been quite a journey. Thank you, Eric. It, yeah, yeah, no, this is this is my pleasure. It's I feel like I'm getting something for free here. I'm kind of cheating the system by <laughs> being with you all the time. Uh, but but I love it. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy just being in the presence of a father and son that get it and understand it and work well together and continue a legacy that has been started many, many years ago and will continue for many more. And here's to your next hundred episodes. I'm, I'm hope I'm here with you. Yeah, oh, we hope so too. Yeah. And thank you for those kind words. It's been great to work we with appreciate you as well. It. You bet. And our last thank you as always goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the truth about wealth podcast with John and Michael Paris. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, you're crazy. Got to subscribe. Please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when John and Michael come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And like I said before, we humbly ask you to share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Copper Beach Financial Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Copper Beach Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This material is for informational purposes only. Neither APFS nor its representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please consult your own tax, legal, or accounting professional before making any decisions. Copper Beach is not affiliated with American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolios Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through American Portfolio Financial Services, Inc., a member of FINRA SIPC, Investment Advisory and Financial Planning Services offered through American Portfolio Advisors, Inc., an SCC-registered investment advisor. These opinions are subject to change at any time without notice. Any comments or postings are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments. Readers should conduct their own review and exercise judgment prior to investing. Investments are not guaranteed, involve risk, and may result in a loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investments are not suitable for all types of investors. Copper Beach is an unaffiliated entity of American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolios Advisors, Inc. Any opinion expressed in this forum is not the opinions of American Portfolio Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolio Advisors, Inc. and have not been reviewed by the firm for completeness or accuracy. American Portfolios and Copper Beach Financial Group are not affiliated with any other named business entities mentioned.